This is the Grand Prix of Paulden. Let's go! I thought Will Power would get a jump, but it's Christian Lundgaard in that white yellow car. The rookies looking to the inside. Hinch, here they come. Here they are, guys. Three wide. Everyone trying to make it through. I see Colton Hurley contact with Felix Rosenquist. Three wide through turn two, but amazingly, everybody gets through that first corner. We're breaking a trend here, but the lap's not over. Let's see if they can keep it tidy for another ten. Clean, fresh air that's in front of him. Here, Here we go. goes. Here we go. Looking the inside. New Garden's got it. What a move. Decisive on the brakes, Townsend. Very late, committed into turn 10, but kept it under control. And two Penske's are going to come in. The top two in the race. Scott McLaughlin there in the blue and black Freightliner car. And there you see Will Power running second in the Verizon car. It hit out. This is the primary stint for Scott McLaughlin. He easily wins that race off pit road. And now Will Power also. He is it. Watch the blend. Can Pato Award get out ahead of Christian Lundgaard? This it, is going to be close. Lundgaard's on hot tires, but they're black. So Award just needs to eliminate wheel spin here. Don't get too crazy and get down to turn four in the lead. He should be okay. See what happens to Connor oh, Daly. Big dribble of fuel there. And look at that. Off he goes. I know it looks dramatic, guys, but that's not something that the team panic about too much. A fire of that size is not uncommon. It just burns itself out quite quickly. It also helps uh, warm up the right rear. On push to pass with coaching from the pit box. Lungard defends to the inside, but Newgarden switches him up. Nice work. Nice work. Another one done. And in comparison, Newgarden is deficient on push to pass in comparison to Lungard, who tries to attack and counterattack. Race leader is in Kevin Lee. He's coming your way. I think all three of the Penske's are coming in this lap, but the leader in that blue and black Freightliner car is going to get there first, but he's going to have to weave around the Joseph Newgarden crew. There you're seeing Castro Neves go by, power diving in through his pit box. Newgarden there right in front of McLaughlin. Let's see what the tire choice is. They are doing the primaries for Newgarden, and it is used right from McLaughlin back out. See what happens between power and award. Power gets back to the position. He held Newgarden fourth, so no change in the front. Renus VK making a move on Jimmy Johnson. What happened here? Oh, oh my oh. goodness. Just turned right back into Jimmy Johnson. Let's get Left. a better angle here. This does not look like Jimmy Johnson's fault at all. McLaughlin power. Here we go. Portion over. We go back to racing with 22 laps remaining here at Portland International. McLaughlin with a perfect jump on the throttle. Look at him swerve to clean up his tires and break here the we track. Go. Here's Award. Big move from Pato Award. He hits Will Power. Runs wide. Crosses in the mix. Look at Dixon. Look at Dixon with the run on Award. Dixon's going for third now. Auto Award has to give up a position to Scott Dixon. And As Dixon is. goes by, that sidebot damage on Award. And what does that do for the points as they run right now? Big. It puts Scott Dixon right into the mix. 20 points back in the championship. Graham Rahal, Colton Herta, or sorry, Graham Rahal, Joseph Newgarden. And then Colton Herta in the background in that black and yellow Gamebridge Honda. He got by his teammate, Alexander Rossi. Let's go for a ride down the front straight as he works on Newgarden. Enjoy the ride. Track position, inside line, gotcha. Another one checked off Colton Herter's list. Newgard runs wide, he's gonna do the over-under. Now Lundgard going through turn three, clears 
Joseph Newgarden. Brilliant stuff. Not good. Big dive up the inside and then overshoots turn one only to smash into the NTT signage. And that thing got stuck for an entire lap. Scott McLaughlin got the pole in dominant fashion yesterday. Scott McLaughlin wins the Grand Prix of Portland for his third career win. And the Thirsty Threes will celebrate tonight. 104 of the 110 laps led. That was McLaughlin's day. Watch the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey Sunday, September 11th at 3 p.m. on NBC. As you've seen, a lot to uh, discuss, a lot to analyze, a lot to uh, go over. Uh, from last weekend's Portland, or excuse me, Grand Prix of Portland. Uh, welcome to the 15th episode. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, 15th episode on this Thursday evening of the Push to Pass podcast. Uh, as always, I am Derek Vance. Uh, Josh, uh, who has uh, co-hosted with us uh, here the last uh, couple weeks, um, is uh, has a prior commitment, uh, so he will not uh, be joining us this evening. So uh, if you were tuning in to uh, hear his thoughts, his analysis uh, from the Grand Prix of Portland uh, last week, unfortunately, you are only going to uh, be stuck with me here uh, for the next hour or so. Uh, also, too. As always, as we've had uh, all year, uh, we'll have uh, Mike from uh, from Bet Indy, uh, Burnout Sports, uh, Burnout Bets, uh, join us uh, to recap his um, week last week there at the uh, the Grand Prix of Portland, and then uh, preview uh, what is to come there at uh, the uh, I think it's WeatherTech uh, WeatherTech Raceway uh, Laguna Seca. They're coming up uh, uh, this coming weekend for the Grand Prix of Monterey. But uh, before we get uh, before we get to that, uh, like I said, we do have to um, uh, go back and analyze, discuss, and and take a look at what was uh, just one week ago the Grand Prix of Portland. So, without further ado, uh, let's uh, let's get in uh, to that, uh, shall we? And, and as you've seen there in, in the opening. Uh, Scott McLaughlin, uh, Team Penske, leading the way there in Portland just one short week uh, or so uh, ago. How will the common race fan remember the 2022 edition of the Portland Grand Prix? They will be. They will remember a clean start, surprisingly enough, if you remember, a late restart, and an all New Zealand and Australia podium and a big performance by the main championship contenders. Team Penske teammates pole sitter for the race last Sunday, Scott McLaughlin, and your current points leader, Will Power, spent the most of the afternoon running away from the other title hopefuls after starting one and two and finishing one and two as well for the captain while uh, Chip Ganassi's Scott Dixon performed another Portland miracle to complete the podium. Starting P16, Dixon was the only member of the Chip Ganassi racing team to make a serious forward progress by the end of the 110-lap race. Clearing 13 cars by the checkered flags, Dixon went from, from being all but eliminated 
in the championship by mid-race to sitting equal with Joseph Newgarden, not far behind power, entering Monterey this weekend. With the eighty with the lap eighty nine restart for Renus VK, netting Jimmy Johnson into the turn one wall, McLaughlin continued his mastery, driving out a manageable lead over the aforementioned Will Power. With Dixon on the charge, going from P six to P three, where the top three stayed, McLaughlin led his Aussie teammate home by 1.17 seconds, and his countrymen by just 1.6 seconds. Quote, we did exactly what we needed to do this weekend, which was win and get max points to keep ourselves in the championship fight, said the three-time race winner, Scott McLaughlin, who led, by the way, 104 laps and sits just 41 points behind current points leader Will Power. Yeah, we were a long shot. I don't care because we have a shot, so I'm looking forward to it. McLaughlin's composure throughout the event was remarkable as he outperformed his teammates and the rest of the field with relative ease. Quote, those are two guys you really don't want to be breathing down your neck, he said of Power and Dixon. I'm really proud of the restart. I've worked very hard the last couple years to learn the tire and to get it ready for those restarts. Thankfully, we held on. It was pretty dicey behind me. I saw in the mirrors that Will almost got taken out. It was pretty wild, but that's why we love IndyCar racing, right? Arrow McLaren SP's Pato Award in the number five Chevrolet held, held on to P3 on the restart but it was judged by by IndyCar officials to have blocked Dixon and was ordered to surrender the position. He'd end up finishing P4, 13.8 seconds behind uh, leader, or winner rather, McLaughlin. With Rahal Letterman-Lanigan's Graham Rahal in the number 15 Quartz Honda, making up six positions to take P5, 14.8 seconds behind, and in P6, Colton Herta, which... We'll uh, have uh, some interesting news uh, about him later in the show. In the number 26, Gainbridge Honda, putting a solid drive in for the day for Andretti Autosport. Pinsky's Joseph Newgarden was looking like he was on his way to finishing P3 or P4, but a strategy call too close on the race to the slower on, on the slower Firestone primary tires backfired and he was passed repeatedly over the last 16 laps, dropping to P8, and he and now Scott Dixon are 20 points behind leader Will Power. Other than a harmless spin by Jimmy Johnson, a long trip across the grass by Roman Grosjean, Christian Lungarden plowing into an advertising banner in turn one, and pitting at the end of the lap to have it removed, oh, and don't forget, Connor Daly's day ending after a fire in his rear car and cooked the clutch conspired against his mulletslet self. The perennial race was largely free from drama. The most meaningful outcome was narrowing of a real title contenders list from seven to just three. Those three names, it's Will Power, Joseph Newgarden, and the GOAT Scott Dixon. On Friday, the process of crowning a new champion will begin in Monterey, California for the Grand Prix of 
Monterey. So before we get into uh, the the results um, of the Grand Prix of Portland, and then we'll take a look at those uh, tight point standings uh, that we talked about, let's go let's go ahead and hear from uh, some of the drivers uh, that uh, participated this past Sunday. So race is done now. Um, made it all 110 laps. Definitely uh, on the right strategy. Probably just made, missing a little bit of pace. We ultimately we finished where we started. Strategy got us forward. Pace kind of brought us back a little bit, so we ended up equal uh, with where we started. Super happy uh, with, with with that because we brought the car home and, and got some good points there ahead of the people that we need to be ahead of. And um, yeah, can't be can't be any more satisfied than that. And we'll go into into Laguna next week with uh, heads high and hopefully uh, finish off the season strong. So we just so we just finished the race. And we finished, where did we finish? 14th? 14th. And we started 10th. I mean, the start was great. We went around the outside of everybody. I think we came out 7th or 6th after it, which was very nice. And our first stint was very good on reds. And then we decided to put the primaries on to see where the pace was and choose which tires we wanted to go for the rest of the race. And the primaries really, really sucked. We had no pace on the primaries. All the hard work on the start was lost. We fell all the way back to like 16th. And me and Felix kind of just cruised along because we were on that same strategy and we were both struggling. So we, sh you know, he, he did a bit of like a cut over something like that. I can't really remember. But we were kind of always together. And then on the last stint, yellow flag. Everybody got bunched up. And then we went and for some reason the rears just went away from us. And we had so much push the pass. Nobody else had pushed the pass. And we still couldn't do anything. So... Not the, the way we wanted it to go, but thankfully it seemed like Lungard had a bit of a moment with uh, his, his race, had a pass or something, but and we closed that gap, and now it's within five points. So consistency is key. The turtle always wins the race, so I will see you at Laguna, where we will be the rabbit and not mess it up, and we will be up there. So, yeah. Um, Portland race, it was... Uh Good side and uh, not so good side. Uh, Scott. We were hoping to have uh, more yellows, and then we were committed for two soft strategy at the very, very beginning. So, uh, knowing that sacrificing the pace but saving the fuel at that time and getting to the 10 15, that's we just realized it's impossible. So, <laughs> we had to go back to the uh, full power and then they catch the, uh, the front. At that time, I think our car was uh, working really well. And then strategy-wise, we stick to the what the, we think is the best. And we overtook a couple of cars. And uh, pissed off the uh, 51 boys did a fantastic job and get me out on a uh, couple of positions. So uh, that was fantastic. But on my uh, first yellow, and only yellow, uh, we had an issue on uh, on the pack up. Um, wasn't really intention, but unfortunately, we got some penalty. And then that dropped me back on a three, four, three, three, three places. So... Uh, in the end, it's difficult. Uh, we came up in 18th, but uh, it's not really ideal. But I think the team working really hard, and uh, hopefully we have a stress-free, penalty-free, trouble-free, a good uh, weekend at the Laguna Seca. A huge thank you uh, to uh, those uh, drivers there, uh, allowing a little bit of uh, of their time and uh, sharing their thoughts uh, as to what uh, what took place there uh, in, in their eyes 
uh, last uh, this past Sunday at uh, at Portland. And uh, let's dive into now uh, those uh, those results uh, from uh, from the race here as they uh, slowly uh, come up on screen. Uh, it was Scott McLaughlin, Willpower, Scott Dixon, Pato Award, Graham Rahal, uh, Colton Herta, Alexander Rossi, Joseph Newgarden, Callum Eilat. Uh, some news about uh, uh, Hunkos uh, Hollinger Racing and Callum Eilat uh, coming up later in the show as well. And then uh, rounding out the top 10 was uh, Felix Rosenquist. At, uh, at P11 was uh, Marcus Erickson, uh, Alex Pillow, Kyle Kirkwood, uh, David Malukas, Jack Harvey, uh, Devlin DeFrancesca, uh, Elio Castro Neves, uh, Takuma Sato, uh, Roman Grosjean, and rounding out the top 20 was Renus VK. And uh, wrapping up uh, the, the results here, 21 through 25, it was uh, Christian Lungard, Dalton Kellett, uh, Simon Pagano, Jimmy Johnson, and uh, finishing 25th, uh, again, uh, out of the race due to uh, mechanical issues, was Connor Daly. So let's take a look now at uh, the points as we go into the last race. If you can believe it or not, folks, the last race of the 2022 NTT IndyCar Series. Uh, taking a look, the leader there by 20 points with one race uh, to go is Will Power. Uh, then it is followed Joseph Newgarden, Scott Dixon, uh, Marcus Erickson, Scott McLaughlin, Alex Pillow, uh, Pato Award, uh, Colton Herta, uh, Alexander Rossi, uh, Felix Rosenquist, Graham Rahal, and then in 12th is Renus VK. Uh, in 13th, uh, Roman Grosjean, and then it's Simon Pagano, Christian Lungard, David Malukas. Remember, uh, Lungard right now is the highest uh, uh, running rookie in points this year. Uh, then it's Connor Daly, uh, Elio Castroneves, uh, Takuma Sato, uh, Callum Eilat, Jimmy Johnson, Jack Harvey, Devlin DeFrancesca, Kyle Kirkwood, and then finishing up is Dalton Kellett. So uh, that uh, that that wraps it up for our look at uh, what took place this past weekend at, at Portland. Uh, I'm sure that uh, when when Mike joins us uh, here towards uh, towards the end of the show, I mean, obviously he'll go over uh, what what he's seen this weekend in Portland. Uh, what uh, what his uh, you know his bets uh, that that he made uh, that is in his uh, in his wheelhouse. Uh, how uh, how they did so. Uh, you'll get to hear a little bit more uh, perspective on the uh, Portland race uh, coming up towards the end of today's or tonight's rather's show. But uh, looking forward, like I said, we do have. One more race left, if you can believe it. The 2022 NTT uh, IndyCar Series season is slowly uh, winding to an end, and everything uh, is going to come together, going to cumulate uh, together uh, this weekend at uh, at Monterey, California, for the Firestone uh, Grand Prix of Monterey. Uh, so let's take a, a preview. Let's take a look at what to expect uh, this weekend here at the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. 
Like I said, uh, the the race weekend does kick off uh, tomorrow, uh, Friday, September 9th, and then concludes obviously with the last race of the of the season on Sunday, September 11th. Uh, as I mentioned at the at the top of the show, uh, the the track uh, that everyone is going to be competing at is the WeatherTech Raceway uh, Laguna Seca. Uh, it is a 2.238 mile road course, and again, that is in Monterey, Mexico. Monterey, Mexico. Monterey, California. Uh, the uh, the NTT IndyCar Series is going to run 95 laps, and that will uh, equal 200 and 61 miles so uh, before we get into any more of the of the preview and and, and the race specifics uh coming up this weekend uh let's let's talk to some of the drivers uh that are going to be uh, competing uh this weekend at the grand prix of monterey and, and let's get their thoughts on this upcoming race to conclude the 2023 ntt indycar series season all right, so Laguna coming up this weekend, final race of the year, uh, back in the number eight Husky chocolate car, and we want to go out strong. You know, we still have a chance on the championship, so all we can do is to go there and try and win the race and then see how things shake out. So I'm excited. I feel like we, we're going to have a strong package there with the testing uh, a week ago, and we had a good test there. So really looking forward to it. And like I said, when I finish uh, the season strong, uh, a win would be nice. That's what we're aiming for. The last one of these for the year, hooray. These have been my favorite thing to do all season long. And I hope that you've all found them very useful on the receiving end of these amazing, in-depth, hard-hitting video quotes that we've sent along all season long. So with that being said, straight to the juicy stuff. Uh, fired up to be in Laguna. It has always been a uh, bucket list track. So to have tested there a few times now, to have competed last year, uh, to come back to close out the 22 season. Uh, it's such a marquee event, a track that's always been on my hit list. Uh, very excited about that. So uh, ultimately, just uh, wanting to build on my great performance I had there last year, and I'm uh, looking forward to some great California weather. Uh, last race of the, the year, um, I guess, you know, we were kind of almost to the goal uh, for us. You know, I think for us to, to be in the fight for the championship is, is what we set out. Two goals, you know, the team won the Indianapolis 500 with Marcus, which is tremendous. And, uh, you know, definitely top off the season if we can capture, especially on my side, a seventh championship would be uh, would, would be crazy. So um, we'll do all that we can. You know, it's definitely going to be a tough race here on Laguna Seca. You know, degradation is probably going to be very high. Uh, the race should be pretty exciting and, and probably pretty tough to see who the you know the the, the final winner is going to be. I think until you know maybe a long uh, a long ways after halfway. So um, let's see what we got. We're going to only try. All right, last race of the season. Uh, unfortunately, Portland wasn't the best for us. Um, qualified really well and we had some issues during the race, so uh, we're out unfortunately of the championship contention but uh, yeah cannot wait to finish this year strong hopefully we can get that first win of the season and yeah just enjoying the last uh, race of this season so yeah we'll be rocking the number 10 NTT data Honda car um, and can't wait to put it on victory lane 
a uh, huge thank you to all of the drivers that uh, participated in uh, giving a little bit of insight, giving a little preview uh, as to what uh, what is in store uh, this weekend and uh, in Monterey, uh, California. An interesting uh, finishing with uh, with Alex Pillow. Uh, is that going to be the last time? Uh, that we see uh, Alex Pillow in the number 10 uh, NTT, uh, in, uh, NTT data uh, car for uh, Chip Canassi Racing. That remains uh, to, uh, to be seen, obviously. Uh, taking a look at the uh, entry list uh, this, uh, this weekend, or for uh, this weekend's race, uh, it is uh, Joseph Newgarden, Scott McLaughlin, Dalton Kellett, Pottawa Ward, uh, Elio Castroneves, Felix Rosenquist, Marcus Erickson, Scott Dixon, uh, Alex Pillow, Will Power, uh, Kyle Kirkwood, Graham Rahal, uh, Simona D. Silvestro. Uh, some news uh, coming up as I've uh, teased later in the show uh, about uh, Simona in uh, uh, Peretta Autosports uh, as well. So stay tuned for that. Uh, David Malukas, Connor Daly, uh, Renus Rike, uh, Colton Herta. Alexander Rossi, Roman Grosjean, Delvin DeFrancesca, uh, Christian Lungard, Jack Harvey, Jimmy Johnson, Takuma Sato, sorry, uh, Simon Pagano, and Callum Eilat. So that rounds out your entry list uh, for this weekend's race. Uh, as, as for uh, getting back to some of the parameters, some of the details uh, inside the race, obviously, uh, push to pass this weekend. Uh, the NTT Indy cars are going to have, are going to be allotted uh, 150 seconds total of uh, push to pass, which is a maximum time of 15 seconds per activation. As well, I know a lot of people uh, worry or uh, or wonder what what the tire situation uh, is going to be like. Well, the, uh, the Firestone, obviously, the official tire of the NTT IndyCar series. Um, each team is going to have six sets of the primary black tires, uh, four sets of the alternate red tires, and then the teams uh, obviously must use one set of the primary tires and one set of the new alternate red tires. Uh, during the race, and then uh, the the rookies there in the NTT IndyCar Series, those teams are going to be given a seventh set of primary black tires uh, that are going to be available to them. Uh, if uh, if you're on social media and you have not uh, followed uh, this weekend's uh, activities, you can go to at WeatherTech Raceway RC. WY on Twitter. And then all season long, if you've been following on, on Twitter, the NTT IndyCar series, uh, that is simply at IndyCar. Uh, taking a look at the race uh, last year, uh, the winner was uh, Colton Herta in the number 26 uh, GameBridge Honda. And then also to the uh, 2021 NTT P1 uh, award winner was the eventual race winner, uh, Colton Herta in the number 26 Gainbridge Honda, uh, with a lap of one minute, 10 seconds and one minute, 10 seconds, 0.7994 at a uh, speed of 113.798 miles per hour. The qualifying record uh, for the IndyCar Series here at Laguna Seca uh, was done in right now by Elio Castroneves uh, with a time of 1 minute 7 seconds, 0.722 seconds, at a speed of 118.696 miles per hour. And that was way back, ladies and gentlemen, September 8th, 2000. 
and 20. Uh, looking at the uh, the on-track uh, schedule, uh, the uh, NTT IndyCar Series will get their practices uh, kicked off uh, tomorrow, uh, Friday, September 9th at uh, 2.30 p.m., and that will last until uh, 3.45 p.m. And then on to Saturday, uh, the NTT IndyCar Series will have their second practice, uh, Saturday, September 10th, from uh, 10.15 to 11.15 a.m. And then at uh, 2.05 p.m., it is the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey NTT P1 Award Qualifying. Uh, that is uh, three rounds of knockout qualifying. And like I said, that will start at 2.05 p.m. And then on Sunday, uh, from 9 to 9.30, it'll be the uh, NTT IndyCar Series final practice. And then the drivers will get the command to start their engines at 12.23 p.m., followed by the green flag dropping on the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey at 12.30 p.m. Uh, just taking a look at some of the championship uh, facts here. Uh, keep in mind that uh, Will Power, as we mentioned earlier, does lead the NTT IndyCar Series uh, points championship with one race to go. And this is the fifth time uh, in his career that he has had the lead in the championship uh, points standings. Uh, Power previously led the championship with one race to go in 2010, 2011, 2012, and 2014, and he was able to hold on to win the points championship in 2014. Uh, like we mentioned uh, in uh, earlier as well, there are five drivers still mathematically eligible for the 2022 NTT IndyCar Series Championship. Uh, that is Will Power. Joseph Newgarden, Scott Dixon, Marcus Erickson, and Scott McLaughlin. Uh, just taking a look at uh, at some other things here uh, on maybe the um, the race side of uh, uh, of things here. Um, like I mentioned, uh, the distance ninety five laps, uh, two hundred fourteen point five one miles. Uh, who's been good? Uh, I, I think you have to give the nod to both uh, Penske and uh, and Ganassi teams. Um, they have had uh, uh, they they've had a lot of numbers uh, here uh, as of late uh, on uh, on this track. Uh, taking a look at maybe potentially some of the uh, the the Firestone Fast Six uh, potential. Uh, qualifiers there as we look forward to uh, Saturday. I would definitely keep my eye on uh, Colton Herta, Alexander Rossi, uh, Pato Award, Felix Rosenquist, uh, Alex Pillow, uh, Will Power, and Joseph Newgarden. And then some people that may just be, uh, you know, maybe uh, sleepers uh, that you, that you want to keep your eye on, obviously, when it comes to, uh, to the Fast Six. Uh, Christian Lungard, uh, Scott McLaughlin, uh, Renus VK, uh, Scott Dixon, Callum Eilat, David Malukas, and Roman Grosjean. Now, on the, the fantasy side of things, obviously we'll talk about betting here uh, in about uh, 10 minutes or so with, with Mike from uh, uh, bet underscore Indy on Twitter, uh, burnout sports, uh, burnout bets. Uh, but some of the favorites that, that I'm going to have, and it's going to be interesting to see as we have done uh, all season long uh, to see if 
uh, Mike, uh, can, you know, can, confirms these as he has. Uh, but I'm definitely uh, taking a, a solid look uh, on the fantasy side of things. Uh, Colton Herta, uh, Alex Pillow, uh, Alexander Rossi, uh, Scott Dixon, and then all of the uh, drivers from the uh, Team Penske stable, uh, obviously for the simple fact that uh, all three of them are still in contention for the points championship. Uh, somebody that uh, may come back from deeper in the pack uh, to keep your eye on uh, Roman Grosjean, uh, Marcus Erickson, uh, Simon Pagano, uh, Graham Rahal, and uh, Callum Eilat. So if you're looking for a sleeper uh, uh, this weekend, uh, that might be somebody, uh, one of those drivers there in that group uh, may be uh, somebody that you want to, uh, uh, you know, take a look at and, and maybe, uh, you know, uh, throw a bet or two. Uh, his way and see uh, how the chips may fall. Uh, some of the people or some of the teams maybe as well uh, that, uh, that I'm looking to, uh, to fade uh, this weekend, uh, Errol McLaren uh, SP uh, Ed Carpenter racing. Uh, they haven't had a great uh, track record here at Laguna Seca and then uh, AJ Foyt uh, racing as well. So those are some of the uh, teams and uh, drivers uh, that I am uh, looking at, uh, at fading. Uh, this week here at uh, at Laguna Seca, uh, some race notes uh, that uh, that we have here uh, right before you know Mike joins us here in the next uh, uh, few minutes. Uh, there have been eight different uh, winners in the sixteen NTT IndyCar Series races in this 2022 season. Uh, you've had uh, Scott McLaughlin there, the, the streets of uh, Saint Petersburg, uh, Mid Ohio Sports Car Course. And uh, last weekend at the Portland International Raceway, uh, you've had Joseph Newgarden at the Texas Motor Speedway, the streets of Long Beach, Road America, the Iowa Speedway, the first race of that uh, doubleheader, and then at uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway just a few weeks ago. Uh, Pato Award with his two victories as well, one at uh, Barber Motorsport Park, and then the uh, second of the doubleheader races there at uh, Iowa Speedway. Uh, Colton Herta. One during the uh, month of May at the uh, IMS uh, road course, the first of two races there uh, this year. And then also, too, can't forget uh, the unbelievable Indianapolis 500 uh, that we had with with winner Marcus Erickson. Uh, Will Power uh, winning uh, the last race there at Belle Isle before that has moved uh, to downtown Detroit in 2023. Uh, Scott Dixon, the streets of Toronto and uh, the streets of Nashville, and then rounding out the different winners uh, this year was Alexander Rossi winning the second uh, race there at the IMS road course this year. Uh, the record for most different winners in a season is 11, uh, which took place uh, surprisingly uh, in 2020, 2021, and 2014. The Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey will be the 25th NT or the 25th IndyCar Series race at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, but just the third since 2004. Uh, also, too, want to take a look at some of the uh, the active winners uh, here. If I can uh, get that uh, information pulled up, let me go through the notes here uh, real quick to see uh, how many active drivers. Uh, that uh, that we still currently have uh, in the series that have won at Laguna Seca. It looks like we have just uh, just two. Uh, Elio Castroneves scored a win in 2000, and it looks like uh, Colton Herta sco has scored two wins 
at uh, Laguna Seca once in 2019 and then last year and uh, 2021. So uh, a lot of things uh, waiting to waiting to be played out uh, here as 21 drivers uh, entered the uh, the event have completed or have competed rather in the past IndyCar series races at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Uh, Elio Castroneves leads this group with five starts uh, among the drivers entered. Six entered drivers have led laps uh, at Laguna Seca. Uh, Colton Herta with 174 laps led. Elio Castroneves with 92. Uh, Will Power with six. Roman Grosjean with four. Uh, Scott Dixon with two, and Simon Pagano has led one lap here as well. So, like I said, a lot more to uh, uh, to iron out here uh, as we get down to the last race uh, of the 2022 season. Uh, also, just because we're down to the last race uh, does not mean this will be the last uh, podcast for the 2022 season. Uh, we will be back next Thursday and, and Josh will be back here as well. Uh, so join us there as we wrap up our coverage of the Grand Prix of Monterey out there at WeatherTech Ra- Rather Te- Weather Tech Raceway, uh, Laguna Seca. And we put a big red bow on this 2022 uh, NTT IndyCar series. Definitely going to be uh, exciting. And then we'll be looking forward uh, to what could be a very entertaining and interesting uh, 2023 season. But first, we do need to uh, crown a uh, uh, crown a champion. As we said, there are uh, five drivers that are still eligible. Uh, three of them come from the come from the Pinsky uh, uh, stable. So uh, I think uh, Pinsky kind of you know has, has the good has the great odds uh, going into uh, to this weekend uh, to uh, bringing home another points championship there for the uh, for the captain as all three of his drivers. Will Power, uh, your current your current points leader, uh, Joseph Newgarden, and uh, Scott McLaughlin are all still eligible right there with uh, two Chip Canassi guys and uh, Marcus Erickson and Scott Dixon, uh, respectively. So uh, definitely a lot to you know a lot still to iron out here as we get down to uh, race weekend this weekend. Uh, some more notes uh, as I'm going through here uh, while we wait for uh, Mike to join us here shortly. Uh, the last four Laguna Seca winners uh, have came from the front row with three of those, uh, which coming from the pole. 21 of the last 25 visits, uh, one from a top three starter, uh, 15 from the pole, and four of them from P2. 22 of the 23 have gone on have gone from the top 6 starting uh in uh, in general. And then also to something I think uh, we definitely need to uh, keep in mind is the older uh track surface here at uh, WeatherTech Laguna Seca. Uh tons of tire fall off uh kind of similar to uh people that uh pay attention to NASCAR and uh, it's similar to uh, to Darlington in a sense of low grip and high tire wear. Uh, just have to have to slow down to go fast, and you definitely uh, in and out of all of those uh, turns. You definitely have to go at them pretty pretty smoothly. 
So, like I said, a lot to uh, a, a lot to get to, a lot to iron out here, uh, a lot to uh, finish up uh, as we uh, head to Laguna Seca uh, this weekend. Uh, and, and I'm curious to uh, hear as a uh, Mike should be uh, joining us here uh, rather shortly uh, for uh, his take on uh, on what's going to take place uh, this weekend. Not only his take in what's going to take place, obviously. Uh, in, in, in the race, uh, but on the betting uh, aspect of things. And I'm kind of curious uh, too, as well uh, to get his take from last week uh, to see how well uh, he did there at, uh, at Portland as well. And I'm, and I'm looking on Twitter and uh, uh, if you're watching the uh, Thursday night NFL game to get the uh, 2022 uh, NFL season uh, kickstarted, uh, I guess NBC, obviously where the, the game is on, uh, just ran a a promo uh, for this weekend's race at uh, at WeatherTech Laguna Seca, uh, so that is interesting. Curious to see what the eyeballs, um, what the ratings look like uh, it, with this uh, promo being ran through primetime television. Obviously, uh, right in the first game of the year. Also, too, taking a look at at what the uh, at the what the weather. Um, could do this weekend. The weather obviously could play a huge part in the uh, deciding factor uh, of uh, of this race. Obviously, uh, but it looks like right now, according to uh, we- uh, at weather uh, at IndyCar uh, WX man there over there on Twitter, uh, Indy weather update uh, Friday looks pretty good. Uh, should see cloud cover associated with uh, hashtag K-A-Y, I'm not sure what that is, uh, moving in on Saturday. Uh, maybe a shower or two overnight slash early Sunday, but uh, nothing really expected that's going to uh, uh, have any impact as of right now on Sunday's race. So weather definitely looks good as well. So I do see uh, that uh, our our guest our weekly guest here has stopped by. Uh, it's been a an amazing uh, adventure uh, this year. Not only get to know this gentleman, uh, but uh, his uh, how much money he has made uh, people over this NTT IndyCar series. But Mike from uh, Burnout Sports, Burnout Bets, joins us. Uh, first and foremost, before we get into the race this weekend, uh, I know people are on the edge of their seat, Mike, uh, wondering how uh, how you did last week. Yeah, man, I'm I'm sad. Uh, this this IndyCar season is going to end. Made some more money last week. Another good week. Um, didn't have the winner, but you don't need the winner to make money when you're gambling uh, on motorsports um, and plenty of other things too. Had had uh, willpower top three. That was a cash. Uh, that was one I was big on uh, throughout the week, uh, starting off early in the week and then through the end of the week. Um, and then also, um, I don't know how I cash this one, but. I had I had uh, I had to go back to the account. I bet top Scott Dixon top three, uh, and I had all but tore that ticket up uh, after qualifying. But uh, when I went back in, and it was a winner. Uh, he came up to the back, and you know there was there was a handicap behind that. There was reasons behind that fuel saving race, good track history, and he didn't qualify well, but he got that top three done. And then uh, and then of course the matchups, which is where I tell you know where I've told you guys all year long, like that's where you know that's where you have the best chance to make money. Um, you know, the best odds, you know, one-on-one, one driver versus another. And I had another great week with those. It was 2-0 uh, on the matchups, faded Grosjean and faded VK. 
Um, so uh, it was another winning week. So didn't have any McLaughlin, unfortunately. Um, had a, we were talking about top three. I know Tony had, uh, Tony had top three McLaughlin bets, so that was good. Um, but, uh, yeah, another winning week in the books, and uh, it's too bad it's coming to an end here with uh, one race to go. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, it is. It does uh, stink that it is coming to an end. But uh, as we talked about uh, last week, uh, NFL football, college football uh, has uh, just kicked off. So, uh, you know, you can go from making uh, money on IndyCar to now going to uh, uh, to college football, NFL uh, football there as well. Uh, I did put in uh, some money on not only um, uh, Scott McLaughlin, uh, but I did put money on uh, Christian Lungard. I thought he had a strong chance uh, after uh, qualifying this past weekend uh, to win. Obviously, it uh, it just wasn't it wasn't his day. But I did make up a little bit with the uh, with the McLaughlin bet there. All right, yeah, good bet. So, all right, looking forward as you said, as we've talked about here, uh, it is uh, coming to a close. The last race of the year, the uh, Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey at uh, WeatherTech uh, Laguna Seca. Uh, Mike, tell us a little bit about uh, what uh, what to look forward to, and then uh, what are some of your favorites as the uh, odds come out today. Yeah, so uh, the whole week was spent waiting for IndyCar odds to come out. Uh, you talked about, you mentioned it, football season, which means um, the sports books don't have a ton of interest in putting out their IndyCar bets and IndyCar lines very fast. Um, I am still refreshing constantly uh, all night long at the books that I bet on. I have not seen any IndyCar lines uh, in places that I can bet, um, which which sucks because uh, – you know, I, I want to bet and I have some bets ready to go and I'm curious what the numbers are going to be. But the story of the week has been, hey, what what from a betting perspective, what number are we going to get hurt at? Back to back winner uh, dominated here last year, dominates this track uh, where the book's going to give us a really good number on hurt. I put a poll out uh, on Twitter and I was actually low. Um, I was thinking, you know, he wouldn't get anything better than five to one. Uh, but you saw uh, DraftKings open him up at eight to one, nine to one. Caesars, I believe, still has them sitting at seven to one. Uh, the number's moving around quick, so shop around, get the best number. But Herta is the play. You can get Herta better than uh, five to one pre-qualifying. You know, six to one, seven to one, eight to one. Uh, that's definitely uh, worth a bet. Um, worth you know, maybe a little, maybe one, two units if you got that, uh, depending on you know how much you're willing to spend. But uh, yeah, Herta is the guy. Herta is the guy you want to target. Herta is the guy who was looking for the number. And I was hoping the sports books wouldn't be pay, would be paying attention to football. The problem is they're paying too much attention to football. I don't even put any damn lines out. But um, you know the books that do have the lines out, Caesars and DraftKings. I've seen they're both out now. Um, you know in certain states. So uh, if you got that, if your book's offering a high number on Herta, uh, I would grab that uh, before the race, before qualifying. Here, the other guys that have my eye on before qualifying, Rossi. Rossi was really good here last year. If you remember, uh, he was neck and neck with Herta one two. Uh, he got a little overzealous and, and uh, kind of he, he could have taken them both out, um, but he put himself into the wall um, in his car. And then Power had a, a strong race as well, had a mechanical problem, which is uh, uncharacteristic for Penske. And then Power's obviously, you know, he's got some extra motivation to win this title, um, which worries me a little bit about him winning the race, um, you know, flying up. Uh, but if I see a good number on Power, I think he's going to qualify well, so I'll take a little nibble at that. But power, Rossi, and then obviously it's all about Herta. You know, how good of a number can you find on Herta? Uh, Herta to win, Herta top three. This is one where maybe instead of splitting the bets, I feel uh, strongly about Herta just running away with it. I would actually maybe go like 75-25 uh, 
uh, 75 on the win money and 25% on the top three. And then the rest of it will be wait till Sunday. And hopefully we get some matchups. I don't know why any cars, you know, I don't know why they do this where they try to go up against football head to head on the first football Saturday or Sunday of the year. Like that's, that's crazy. We have all summer we can race, but uh, that's, that's a, that's a different show. That's for you guys to talk about. And I'm just trying to find ways to, to gamble on it, but I'll be, I'll have a screen on football and a screen on the race uh, on Sunday. Yeah, that that is kind of a head scratcher. Why uh, why the why IndyCar is trying to uh, go up against the uh, opening week of uh, of the NFL? That's definitely something that needs to uh, be uh, be looked into. But I, I like some of the people, some of the drivers you talked about, and I think maybe for uh, for different reasons. Um, the, the first three that I have from a a fantasy uh, perspective. Uh, first of all, right off the bat, you mentioned it, uh, Colton Herta. Uh, interesting news uh, coming out this week about potentially him going uh, to F1. So is this going to be his his swan song, uh, so to say? You know, finishing his career potentially in IndyCar right now, uh, three peating at, at Laguna Seca. Definitely a storyline to uh, watch out for. And then uh, all of the hoopla and what has been uh, Alex Pillow versus uh, Chip Canassi. Uh, I like Alex uh, this weekend as well, especially he could go out on top because this may be uh, the last race we see Alex in the number 10 uh, for Chip Canassi. And then uh, how does Alexander Rossi uh, finish his career with uh, with Andretti Autosport? Does he go out on top? So those are the first three that I looked at uh, that I liked. And then uh, just to round out mine uh, was Scott Dixon, obviously, uh, you know, the goat of, of, of the IndyCar series and right there in points. And then, uh, you know, how can you bet wrong all year against uh, any of the three uh, Penske drivers? I don't think you'd go wrong with either three of those. Yeah, I think that's why you probably have to wait till after qualifying and and then look for those matchups, maybe bet some top threes. Uh, you know, Newgarden and McLaughlin, they're all at the top of the board. You know, those numbers are probably too short. Scott was four to one, Joseph's four to one, uh, power five to one. You know, those guys, I'm I'm probably, you know, Pelo seven and a half to one, it's not bad at, at Caesars. Rossi 10 to one looks good. Dixon 12 to one looks good. You know, that's a good number to, to Dixon. I love to bet top threes. That was my probably I probably made more money on on Scott Dixon top threes in the last five years than any any other bet. Maybe him and him and power. Um, so uh you know, Dixon is a machine. Uh, he knows how to get there. He's going to be going for the title. You know, I always think putting money on top three for him is a, is a good way to play it. Uh, and if they're going to drop him at 12 to one to win, uh, you'll probably get two to one or three to one for his top three, which is a, which is a great number. So uh, you can grab that. Um, and that's a good way. You know, like I said, you don't have to get the winner necessarily, but if you can get two of the three on the podium, you're going to make money uh, betting IndyCar. So um, the only other guy in a long shot, you know, we saw a lot Grosjean, you know, I, I was thinking at first I was thinking, all right, 30 to one, that's worth just a little scratch. He obviously knows his way around this track, but at the same time, he probably could have crashed out 18 times. I watched the, the highlight replay, you know, he was just doing some stupid stuff. Um, and I think most of the guys are kind of pissed at him. I don't know if he's going to get away with what he got away with. Uh, last year so I think he's probably more likely to crash out than for me to waste my money in the 31 but if you're a Grosjean fan and you saw last year you believe in that he's going to uh, have more guts around this track than anybody else um, you know 30 to 1 is a, is a long shot bet there you know interesting from the from the dark horse uh, perspective there of the betting angle 
uh, Roman Grosjean because uh, he was the uh, top of my list uh, for sleepers for fantasy uh, this week as well. So uh, again, you know, we, we've been, me and you have been uh, working, I think in, in you know, in, in meshing uh, all year with uh, our favorites and, and our sleepers and such. Uh, also, I, I like to keep for people to keep an eye on and, and curious to hit, get your thoughts. Uh, sleeper wise, uh, Marcus Erickson, Simon Pagano, uh, Graham Rahal, Callum Isla. Yeah, Ray Hall and Isla would be on my list out of those two. Pagano, I think, is just going backwards. The car's been crap. Um, you know, he just hasn't had the same kind of – you got to remember when you look at some of his history, it's in a Penske car, big, big difference uh, when you have that machinery underneath you. So, uh, Ray Hall, you know, Ray Hall was strong here last year. He was one of the guys that got the fresh tires. He finished fourth. You know, he 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 let Grosjean kind of push him out of the way there as Grosjean pushed multiple people out of the way last year. Um, and Isla's been solid. Um He's been a guy I've been eyeing in some of these group bets and then uh, maybe some of these top five bets. Um, he's had some really good um, races as of late here and coming on strong. He's 50 to one. Graham's 50 to one to win. Excuse me. Uh, I thought 50 to one the top three. So okay, that, that might be worth a couple bucks uh, for him to maybe score a top three, top five. Look at him. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I would go Graham and I thought Simon's a fade. Uh, for me in that list. And uh, Erickson too, like Erickson, I think has gone backwards since the 500 win. He's gone backwards. Like most 500 winners do in the second half of the year. Um, it's weird how that happens, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, Erickson's going to be on my radar. Um, too many other guys I like. Good, good stuff, Mike. Good stuff. As always, as it's been uh, all year. I don't know if you and Tony have discussed getting, having a uh, Twitter spaces uh, this weekend, but uh, I'm sure uh, it, it'll be discussed and uh, uh, decided upon amongst yourselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we will definitely, I'm, I'm sure we'll definitely do something. We were kind of waiting for more odds to come out uh, across the board. They were late to the late to the party here is with the odds. So we, we didn't get one in just yet. Uh, we may, we may snag one tomorrow. Uh, but definitely keep an eye on Twitter, follow uh, at burnout bets, uh, follow myself at Indy underscore bet. Uh, and we will put out there if we're going to be doing Twitter spaces on Sunday, which uh, I'm, I'm sure we will. People have been tuning into those and they've been shoot. We've been making a ton of money uh, and been all over some good stuff, got some good information and, and put it to work. So I think right now, pre-qualifying uh, it's, you know, like I said, Herta, find the best Herta number you can find. And if it's over six to one, you, you did well. Um, and then, uh, you know, see if you want to pick off maybe some of those other guys and then wait to see how they qualify. And then, uh, we'll wrap up the year and we'll see who our champion is. I feel, I think power wins the title, um, uh, is what my, my, uh, that's what, that's what my rooting interest is for. I'm a power fan. I love power. So, um, I hope he gets another one. Yeah, I think he's going to uh, close out uh, the the dominant year. Uh, you know, Pinsky has had uh, overall in adding a uh, another points championship to uh, to the captain's trophy. I'm uh, right there, uh, right there with you, Mike, uh, as as well. But as I said, as always, a uh, huge thank you all year. Uh, the information that you you've brought uh, to this uh, show is is unmeasurable. Um, I, again, for people that uh, don't follow you already, and, and that's sad on them because uh, you know they could be going out and getting brand new TVs uh, with the money that that you've won this year. But uh, again, where can people find you at and uh, on Twitter Spaces this weekend? Uh, at Indy underscore Bet, like I said. Also, uh, everything will be tagged through the at Burnout Bets account, uh, and you'll see some stuff on at Burnout Sports as well that Tony's putting out there. Um, so yeah, man, it was it's been fun. Hopefully. Hopefully we got some more people into betting IndyCar and they learned something, learned how to do it and had some fun and had some good sweats. There were some good ones throughout the year, thinking back. 
Um, and hopefully they uh, made some money and, and uh, just made watching the sport a little more exciting and maybe got us some new, new IndyCar fans so we can, you know, grow the sport. Yeah, I, I know it has uh, with me the the information and knowledge that you, uh, Tony, and everyone else uh, has uh, has brought into the table, both at uh, uh, Burnout Sports and uh, Burnout Bets. So, again, Mike, as always, huge thank you. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll uh, look forward to uh, winning some money this weekend, and then uh, when we wrap things up uh, next week, uh, we'll find out how you did. All right, man. Have a good one. Yep, yeah, you too. Again, if you haven't uh, followed yet, uh, Mike on on Twitter over there uh, at uh, Indy underscore Bet or at Burnout Sports Burnout Bets, I would highly suggest uh, going and doing that and adding a big bow, big green bow, uh, this weekend to your bank account after Sunday's race. Uh, before we wrap things up here uh, at the Push to Pass podcast, we have one more item of business uh, to uh, to take care of. We do have some news and notes uh, from the week. No, not Scott McLaughlin yet, uh, but we do have some news and notes uh, to get to. So before we uh, before we gas it up on out of here, let's take a look at the news and notes for the week that was in the NTT Indy Car Series. Uh, as we've talked about and we've kind of uh, teased a, a little bit, uh, some news, interesting news. Uh, the the beginning of the week to start our race week with, and that was Colton Herta. Um, apparently, and again, uh, nothing has been confirmed by either side, but it sounds like from the paddock that Colton Herta is on the verge of a F1 race seat uh, with Red Bull Junior Team. Uh, Alpha uh, Tura, I believe that's how that's pronounced. But uh, as I said, uh, Colton Herta is on the verge of joining Formula One with Red Bull Junior Team Alpha Tura in 2023, pending a decision on his FIA Super License. Uh, Herta, who's 22, obviously currently races in the NTT IndyCar uh, series. Remember, he did test a F1 car this year with uh, McLaren and has been linked with a seat at AlphaTura if uh, Pierre Gasly leaves the team for Alpine as Fernando Alonso's replacement. The Californian does not currently have the 40 super license points required to drive an F1 from his race results in other series. The FIA Motorsports Governing Body has been looking into making exceptions for Herta around points scored during COVID-reduced seasons, given how close he is to the necessary mark. Uh, Hemlet Marco, the head of Red Bull's famous driver program, is confident with the exception will be made for Herta. Quote, we've looked at the regulations, we've discussed it with the FIA, and because of COVID, there's a special regulation that you can take three years from four, and as if one result isn't maximum points and outside the driver's hands, they can give the they can give them the points, Marka told Speed City Broadcasting on XM Radio. Quote, uh, so it's nothing unreasonable. He won seven IndyCar races, and that's compared to a Grand Prix, I think. So it would be a shame if he wouldn't if he is not given a super license. When asked if Herta will race in F1 if he gets approval, Marco replied, astonishingly enough, all of the parties and teams involved 
we found in agreement. Marco added that he expected the super license decision to come next week at Monza ahead of the Italian Grand Prix. The news would likely mean confirming of Glassley's move to Alpine too, uh, with Mark added, Marco added, if the deal works, then it happens in Monza also for Pierre, of course. A super license for Herta could prove to be controversial. The system is set up to ensure drivers cannot enter F1 without enough good championship results in other systems. F1 boss Stefano Don Don Clowey said earlier this week the sport must be careful not to set a precedent for the sake of one driver. Quote, the sport needs to respect the rules, Dama Cali told, told Autosport, and, of course, American drivers or other drivers are very important. If he is eligible to come to F1 because he has points, that's fantastic news. But there is a ladder to follow, there is protocol to respect, and that is the situation. So it's really what I believe is the right thing to do. So definitely uh, stay tuned here over the weekend to uh, the Push to Pass podcast and all of the uh, news coming from uh, this outlet. Uh, to If we get a, uh, a decision or if we get news on what uh, Colton Hurd's future is going to be, uh, we will definitely bring it to you. Uh, speaking of more news from uh, from the series, uh, this was uh, an announcement we knew was coming, and it was just a matter of when. Uh, Hunko's Hollander Racing to expand for the 2023 NTT IndyCar Series season. The much-anticipated announcement was made official today. Uh, Hunko's Hollinger Racing is excited to announce the team will field a second full-time entry for the 2023 NTT IndyCar Series season. Uh, Callum Eilat will continue to drive the number 77 JHR Chevrolet and the driver of the new 78, number 78, JHR Chevrolet uh, will be announced at a later date. Uh, throughout the season and being the only one car team among the NTT IndyCar series, the JHR 77 has qualified inside the top 12 five times with a best qualifying run of seventh at both the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course and at the streets of Toronto. Ilot's season best finish came at the Indianapolis Grand Prix in May, where he finished eighth. Quote, to be able to announce this today and make this a reality is incredible, said JHR co-owner and team principal Ricardo Uncos. Having stood by our words from the beginning that we would continue to grow and expand, and that is what we are doing. For us, expanding to a two-car team is very exciting to announce but was also our plan from the past year since we joined the NTT IndyCar Series full-time. We wanted to start this year with one car. To start the protocols and procedures for the team, continue Uncos, our philosophy that if we work with is a little different than the standards. So we wanted to make sure we implemented our plan right away by focusing on one car before we expanded. We are doing exactly as we planned and will continue with our two-car team for the foreseeable future starting 
in 2023. We are going to keep building this team the way Brad and I planned from the beginning and to do what is best in the terms of development, uh, technical, marketing, and everything else. So huge congratulations goes out to uh, Hinkos Hollander Racing and their uh, ability to expand their operations in 2023. Uh, Something else that we talked about uh, here as well, and now uh, the graphic uh, won't uh, won't come up, so we'll go back to uh, to the news and notes graphic. Uh, but uh, Scott McLaughlin, who we've talked about a lot here, obviously the winner of last week's race and maybe a favorite, uh, waiting for the numbers to come out uh, for this weekend's race. Uh, well, team owner Roger Pinsky sees the future at Pinsky, and that future won't be leaving anytime soon. Uh, the three-time Australian Supercars champion. And three-time NTT IndyCar Series race winner Scott McLaughlin will spend the next years of his life in the number three Team Penske Chevrolet after recently signing a multi-year contract extension. Quote, Scott took a big gamble when he came to IndyCar as he knew he would be leaving a series where he knew he could thrive for years to come, said Team Penske president Tim Sendrick. To see him have the success he has had so far has been really satisfying. As we were confident in his talents, we we didn't know how long it would take him to gain the confidence in himself. Scott has adjusted quickly and has established himself as someone who can win at any track during one of the most competitive eras of IndyCar racing. He continues to be a great representative of our partners and has connections well with race fans and has had connect connects and he connects well with race fans all over the world. We are excited that he will continue to be a part of the team Pinsky legacy for years to come. McLaughlin joined team Pinsky in 2017 and went on to score consecutive supercar titles in 2018, 2019 and 2020 before making his transition to IndyCar where he won rookie of the year honors in 2021. The 29 year old is among five drivers with a chance to win the IndyCar championship this weekend in Monterey. So uh, congratulations to uh, uh, Scott McLaughlin and his contract extension at uh, Team Pinsky. That's going to keep him around there for quite a few years to come. And the last uh, bit of news just coming down uh, earlier today uh, has to do with uh, Pareto Autosports and their plan to expand their schedule in 2023. Uh, Beth Pareto has yet to declare how many NTT IndyCar Series races uh, Simona Di Silvestro will do next year in the number 16 Pareto Autosport Chevrolet, but she is getting close to that answer. Uh, quote from earlier today, I am really happy that we've been able to do what we set out to do, Pareta said. We, we said we would do three races, and then we added a fourth this weekend in Laguna Seca. And as I look at 2023, we would like to do more than four races. That would be progress. I know everybody wants to say they'll do a full schedule, and that's our goal eventually. Is that next year? I don't know if it is or if it's not. But 
If it's more than four races, then that's positive progress. We'd be happy with, and we're trying to be realistic about the rate that we grow as well. The number 16 entry, which is fielded by Peretta Autosport by Ed Carpenter Racing, has featured new sponsors at every event, including this weekend's stop in Monterey. Thanks to the heightened commercial interest shown in her group of women racers, Peretta is confident about all of the all that lies ahead. Quote, right now, my efforts are talking to our new partners about what next year looks like for them, she said, because almost all of our partners have indicated so far that they're excited for next year and are excited to carry on. So I'm in the process of seeing what each of those looks like. And I'm talking to Ed because we would like to stay with Ed Carpenter Racing. Chevrolet has a lot of faith in Chevy has a lot of faith in them, and I would like to continue working with them because I think Ed's team creates a healthy environment. I feel like on-track success, it'll come, and I really like the way that we all work together. There's a mutual respect that's going on with what we're trying to achieve with our program, and it's a good foundation. Along with trying to expand Peretta Autosports' footprint across the 2023 IndyCar calendar, the team continues to develop its roster of women who work on D. Silvestro's number 16 Chevrolet. So, again, to not only uh, Beth Peretta and, and Peretta Autosports, uh, but uh, Simona D. Silvestra, uh, the strides that they have made as a team this year and the strides that they are going to make in 2023. So uh, that does it. That puts a checkered flag on this episode of the Push to Pass podcast. A uh, huge thank you, as always, uh, to Mike from uh, Bet Indy. Uh, burnout sports, burnout bets. Uh, go check him out. Uh, see what he has to say, and uh, definitely, definitely uh, win some money this weekend. Uh, if you have not already, if you would uh, go on social media and give the Push to Pass podcast a follow or a subscription on YouTube, it would be much obliged. So, uh, for Derek Vance and everyone else here at the Push to Pass podcast, we will be back. One week from now with the wrap-up show of the 2022 NTT IndyCar Series. So until then, we will see you next week.